0: share with you uh, a topic that came up today. And I'm feeling pretty fortunate to have the podcast as a way to share my opinion. And that's all it is, my opinion. It's nice to have an outlet where I can share my experience, strength and hope as as cliche I want to say or as as ga as that sounds, um, but this this topic keeps showing up for me today, so that's why I'm here recording. So the topic is being transparent or honest and open, however you want to word it, about having a gambling addiction or any addiction, I suppose for that matter. And I'm currently doing a challenge with. Dr. Amen, who's a psychiatrist, I want to make sure I didn't mess that up and call a psychologist, but he's a psychiatrist and for over 30 years he's been working on the brain and studying the brain and he takes images of them, they're called SPEC, that is a big fancy A lot of words that I can't remember, so I'm not going to tell you, but anyway, Dr. Amon's work has been incredible, and it's been part of my journey. I started reading his stuff about, well, about three years ago, and it's pretty impactful. And he is coming out with a book very soon, like it's pre-order, and I'll have to look it up and share that with you when I press pause. Anyway, so the concept of the book is about not describing mental illness as mental illness, but referring to them more as as brain disorders or brain issues. And to try to lose the stigma surrounding brain disorders that could be or have been referred to as mental illness, such as ADD, depression, um, addiction, right? Uh, So he's trying to educate the public and get us thinking a little different about it. And this ties into one of the exercises we did at group today, which was we talked about three topics. We talked about... The idea, well, the idea was to talk about what's wrong in these areas of our life and then essentially how to fix them. So the areas were money management, family relationships, and transparency. And I think I might be in the minority when it comes to transparency and being open. Obviously, I'm very open about my gambling addiction, I'm talking to whoever's listening about it and I used to struggle with one of my friends about this and and I probably am in the minority in my group as well Um, my addiction slash recovery is a huge part of who I am and my personality I'm not saying that it defines me and I think what I've picked up from people in my life that aren't so open about it is they feel like people will look at them as it is their definition and kind of put some stigma or or judgment about it so the irony is i feel like the more people that are open about it the less the judgment and the stigma will be so somebody has to be out there taking the risk and and don't get me wrong there are a lot of people that do take the risk but and and a big part of that is in my mind it's it's also service work and doing the right thing and trying to pave a pathway for for other gamblers or addicts that are just burdened by the shame and the guilt and and all that negative context surrounding the addiction the group that had transparency as a topic today decided that it it probably wouldn't be ideal to talk about gambling addiction at a job or one one of the people expressed that their best friend doesn't even know that they have a gambling addiction and I'm trying to be uh good about not having an opinion about everything at group because I have this as an outlet and because just because I speak doesn't make me right. So in this instance, when when the person was talking about not sharing with their best friend, what was going through my head at the time was, first of all, like that's a shame, right? Because I know I, I can't put my finger on one specific best friend I'm fortunate enough to have about a half a dozen women in my life that have been around for a very long time and my relationships are amazing with them. So I couldn't imagine keeping a secret from them. So I feel really sad that that, that dynamic isn't with everyone and their best friends. So that was the first thing. And then the next thing I thought of was there's someone else from group that had shared a while back about coming out to one of his friends. And what happened in that situation, if I remember correctly, was he opens up to this fella, and and I think it was like a lunch date or whatever, but what ends up happening is the friend had things that were weighing on him, and he then, in turn, opened up. And this this lunch meeting then turns into a very amazing thing for both their friendship and I believe for my, for the other f- fellas recovery, you know, we, there. there's quite a few of us that believe that not only are we compulsive gamblers, we're compulsive liars when we're, when we're in the throes of it. And, and that lines up with our behavior. And I guess this is part of why I'm pretty passionate about the transparency is I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie about everything. And again, I get it. I'm the extreme because I'm I'm putting it out there. But I don't want to have to hide any parts of me anymore. That's I've done it with with gambling, with relationships, whatever. I'm not hiding anything. If I'm living my life to be my best me, I shouldn't have to hide anything. I should be living by a code of my own ethics that I'm proud to share. And that's that's where I'm at right now in my life. Which brings me to my next point, the recovery piece of it. So I would never advocate for someone early in recovery, and that could be a week, a month, even a year, to go out and you know tell everybody in their lives that they have um, a problem with gambling. And the reason why is because they may not be equipped that early on to have the coping skills to deal with the consequences of that discussion. However, I feel it's important to be able to have those discussions as part of a person's process to recover because it teaches us it teaches us a few things or at, at least it taught me a lot and as i hear stories of other folks that have done it first of all let me tell you that i have never heard anybody in whether it's at the center whether it's in a GA room whether it's privately i've never heard anyone say they've had a bad result i'm not saying it can't happen but i've never heard that a lot of what i hear is people are accepting or they're proud of you know the person coming out for for being honest about it so there there's a lot of benefits so to speak but if if someone didn't have enough information about one of the beliefs i have is well <laughs> i don't know if it's just a belief but a core recovery thing is to not set expectations right we can't control just like the serenity prayer in the Asia episode we can't control how other people are going to receive what we say so if I was brand new in recovery and I, I obviously probably have to tell your spouse or people in your household but early on in recovery if you did tell someone who did have a bad reaction You could go into that conversation expecting a good reaction or a bad reaction, but you're going into the conversation expecting something, and you can't control what that other person's going to do. Now, the other piece of, again, now this part is just strictly my opinion, is the further along in recovery. I know for me, the difference between my couple years clean in Kansas and my now three years without a bat here, almost three years, sorry, is my faith. And my faith, you know, it isn't necessarily God or religion. I won't get into that. But my faith that everything's going to be okay. Everything does happen for a reason. You know, the universe kind of puts us in the position we're supposed to be in. So let's say I told somebody and they weren't accepting. Then I have to just trust that... That's the way it was supposed to be for whatever reason. Maybe that person doesn't need to be in my life, but that's where my faith comes in is that it's just okay. I'm just trying to do the next right thing. So those are the reasons I would say to not be transparent, at least early on in recovery. The the other concept that came up was I'm a private person. That's what somebody said. So... I can appreciate, you know, I'm I'm trying to put this in the context of comparing it to diabetes or cancer or any of those other things that are classified as medical, you know, or as medical issues as a, let's just say that everybody in the world agrees that those are like defined medical issues. So if you're a private person who wouldn't talk about having cancer then you might be a private person who doesn't talk about your addiction. So I think that's a fair I think that's a fair perspective. And then the next thing we talked about was transparency with employers. So it's pretty interesting because we had we have someone in our group that literally tells the people she was interviewing with about her gambling problem and just so you know people who have had exposure to legal consequences from gambling may not be allowed by law to be in a position that touches money or deals with money so when they go out looking for jobs they can't be like a cashier or a you know a server or whatever it's kind of limiting so, in some cases, it's almost like they're forced to have to have full disclosure if there was any any arms of a position that might give them exposure to money other times it's it's just about you know a person's frame of mind so where this is kind of funny, and I might look like a bit of a hypocrite, but again, the universe kind of took me where the universe wanted me to be. So the position that I currently have, I was literally negotiating while I was in rehab. (laughs) In treatment, no real access to a computer or a phone. And I couldn't tell them that, at least in my mind, my frame of mind then. I couldn't be like, hey, I can't talk to you. It closely relates to, and I remember this is probably a big part of where I found my faith in how things are supposed to happen. I remember thinking, if I'm supposed to get the job, I'll get the job, no matter what the barriers are. If I don't have exposure to a computer or a telephone, I just, I just had to go with it and trust that if it was meant to be when I get out to be in New York instead of Kansas, that this would come through. It was, just to add a little humor to it, <laughs> it was really funny, HR like once i negotiated it with um with the with vanguard and and hey can i have access to this and that under counselor supervision one of the things that you have to do is a pre employment drug screening and i there was drug screening right there where i was <laughs> but i couldn't use the the facilities um drug and alcohol pre screening for employment because they weren't in the, the network of the company I work for now. And again, I kind of would have exposed myself. So anyway, fast forward a couple years ago, and this kind of ties into um, my my drinking adventure or, you know, curiosity. I had drank too much at a, at a work, kind like a work function there was work people there and it wasn't like 9 to 5 but um it it was not good and when dealing with some of the the upper management because there was there was senior management at the at the function um and when we were discussing my relationship with alcohol and it was it had to be that candid and it was really it was really crazy again the universe does things the way the universe does things i hadn't been drinking a whole lot like it had been already starting to diminish a little uh, obviously not enough and i had a conversation on the way to the event with with a coworker and we talked about how you shouldn't get sloppy at work events um, i was cognizant of making sure that i behaved well because i had I was, had put in for a different position and the hiring manager was in this situation. So anyway, what ended up happening was I had one-on-one conversations with a couple of these leaders and that's when I came clean about the gambling and very, very scary, right? And I've been in management a long time, so I get it, like they, there's laws, that protect you and, um, you know, because it, it truly is a medical thing. And, you know, if I, if I was a bad performer maybe, and I didn't produce results, I might've had a good reason to have fear because employers, and I'm not saying that mine's this way, but employers, if you were someone who had a product problem or were someone that, wasn't performing on the job maybe due to your addiction there's ways to get rid of you but I didn't have that fear at all and it was actually a big relief to tell them I don't know why it just was I don't know it's freeing which is probably why I advocate for the transparency at whatever point in your recovery that it's right for you so coming from first hand perspective like i said of both of both being the job interview and then telling telling the bosses i i haven't had a bad experience just like before i went away i didn't tell the company where i was going i you know i told hr and stuff but i wasn't comfortable telling my boss before i went to treatment but when i got back i had done a little healing and it was the right thing to do and i also wanted them to understand why i was coming back to new york so it was important to me again, going back to my values and who I want to be. You know, I it wasn't about leaving that company for any reason other than I needed to come back and and start a new regime and stuff. There's a casino like every ten miles along the river in Kansas City, so and. I had developed quite a strong relationship with a few of those casinos and just was at a point I couldn't drive by them without stopping by for a visit and using my alleged free play that would cost me thousands of dollars. So that's kind of my perspective on this when it comes to transparency and a couple of the, the key points that I just needed to get out of my system today. There's one other point I want to make on this topic, and... It's not meant to be insulting, but it's really the truth in a lot of instances. We're just not as important or or our our gambling addiction is just not as important as we think we are. Like in a lot of cases um if I told someone let's say a I don't want to say a generic friend, but someone I'm not super tight with or even my coworkers now, I talk about it no differently than I talk about the weather, really. But they're not going home at night and going, "Oh my god, I don't like her because she's a gamble person," or they they don't think twice about it. I'm not that important. They wouldn't waste their mental energy on that. So coming to know that part of it is also, it's just okay, you know. It's in in our mind. It's our lives. You know, my life was gambling for almost 30 years, so of course it's important to me. People aren't, it's just not going to be that important to other people. So I don't know if that helped or not, but that's my position on transparency. And um, I respect everybody's, you know, what's right for you. It's not about what's right for me. I'm just sharing my experiences because it can be scary. It 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 definitely is scary. So here is my tie-in. And of course, this comes with me believing that the universal help us and I'm correlating this to you know the decision of being transparent. So this comes from Mark. Patterson. yay I name I could pronounce uh, his quote is "You are one decision away from a totally different life so take that how you will and uh, have a good week and until next time thank you I hope you what you wish for